The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's AT&T Byron Nelson. And joining me to break it all down, it's Mark Immelman. Hey, Mark. Howdy from deep in the heart of Texas. Apparently, the stars that night are big and bright down here. Uh, I must go and have a look tonight before the weather rolls in. That's right. That weather is going to impact our Sunday tea time. So we're now going off split teas in threesomes. First tea time is 8 a.m. Last tea time at 10 a.m. So that means that streaming coverage will be on CBSSports.com, the CBS Sports app, and all of that for free starting at noon Eastern. Mark, let's just start there. Obviously, we're talking about some weather rolling in uh, a Sunday that might not feel like a normal Sunday on the PGA Tour. How do we think that might impact these guys? Guys out there vying for the Byron Nelson. Well, we're all hopeful that there won't be too much stopping and starting, but that was the decision made by the PGA Tour rules officials to go early, to go off split tees in threes, to give basically a day to get 18 holes done because with the PGA Championship next week, we don't really have the luxury of holding guys here until Monday because honestly, the weather forecast for the rest of the week is not that great anyway. So I think it's a good call. And as far as it pertains to the competition, I just probably think it's a better thing for a leader like a Sam Burns or KH Lee or someone, you know, who's in contention over there because you get done with your media, you get home to the hotel, have a quick bite to eat, quick sleep, and then you're back at it. So instead of teeing off at like whatever it is, two o'clock in the afternoon Sunday, you're right back in the saddle. So there's not too much time to get into your own head. So I think from that point of view, it's a good thing for some of the contenders, certainly. Certainly not as much time to think about the 54-hole lead. If you are Sam Burns, he had his worst round of the day on Saturday, Mark, but it was a three under 69. He put an exclamation point on that round by birdieing 18. And he seems to me, even when he's not in complete control of his game, which there were some swings that we saw on Sunday that were a little bit loose, uh, he is showing us that he is one of the, the better talents that we have on tour at the moment. Well, he always has been a great talent. I mean, left university after two years because he was that good and ready for the game and, and made it through Q school at this very venue and won by five uh, at second stage at tour school a year in McKinney, Texas. But the guy's got all of the weapons. We know that. And drives it along. He's a great iron player. He's underrated around the greens. David Toms is a mentor and a dear friend of his. And, of course, David Toms, major championship winner, Silky swinger, but one of the best wedge players and putters in all time, really. And and you can see his influence on uh, a young Sam Burns. And and you say all of that, and then you look at Sam Burns, what he does now mentally, and and how he approaches rounds of golf. And you know, the knock on him was always good for three rounds, not so good on his bad day. 
well, today was his bad day he's had, and he got out there with 369. And that's one of the keys to winning events at any level of the game, but certainly on the PGA Tour. So that day that you aren't at your best, if you can skate by and get something under par, keep yourself in the mix, uh, then you're on a winning wicket. And there's no doubt that 69 today with a closing birdie, that's gonna uh, that, that's gonna that's gonna feel pretty good to Sam Burns as he lines up a Sunday charge at his second straight victory. Uh, that's the thing. We often talk about the second PGA Tour victory kind of being that validation victory, making moving you from one to two of your career total. And for Sam Burns, looking to do that with just, just one week off in between, back-to-back starts, Mark, would be uh, incredibly impressive stuff to do for your first two. And the confidence has got to be soaring. And then you've got a major championship next week and a big run of golf. You've got a Colonial. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's the Memorial and it's Congaree where he'll probably play well if he plays. And and then you've got major championships. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, we're looking at a situation here where Sam Burns could be a potential Ryder Cupper, certainly a President's Cupper. And if he keeps climbing up the rankings and playing well like he is, I mean, it's going to be hard for, 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 for Captain Steve Stricker and Captain Davis Love to avert their eyes because this guy is just he's got all of the he's got all the tools. The chase pack led by K.H. Lee. He will be one back in the final group on Sunday. It was a Saturday 67 mark. And you start to look at, you know, the season that K.H. Lee has had. And he's popped for a round here, a round there, but hasn't put a whole lot together for all four. Only one top 10 finish this season. That was his runner up back at Waste Management. Mm -hmm. I got to see him uh, play about 12 holes or so Friday at Quail Hollow last week. And it was a horrid day. The winds were blowing hard. That golf course was difficult. And he was up there tied for the lead at one stage and kind of fumbled his way in, but showed a lot of class. He's second to last hole that Friday afternoon. He made a double bogey on the eighth. And then nine is a brute of a par four, 470 something. He just smashes driver down the middle. It's a five iron in there to like seven feet, makes it to make the cut. And I was like, this boy's got a little something about him. And <laughs> the way he hit the ball, he's powerful. He's got a beautiful golf swing. And, and he just seems to be going from strength to strength. And today, to get around their bogey free, you know, with nothing really going on early in the day for him, it, it was a noble performance from a young guy who's clearly got some confidence going on. Last week, didn't finish as he would have wished at Quail Hollow, but I think gained a whole lot of um, – Confidence, certainly, and a whole lot of self-belief from, you know, having to grind to make the cut after leading and then having a good day on Sunday. So uh, look out. The, the, the guy is – I don't think he's going to be flying under the radar for very much longer. The chase pack at three strokes behind is headlined by uh, quite a few names here. Let's start with the South African, Charles Schwartzel, a Saturday 66, highlighted by his eagle on number five and then birdieing each of his final two holes. And Mark, this is uh, this has been a trend. Schwartzel's game has really turned around. We know that the the, the playoff loss uh, to Leishman and Smith with his partner Ustase in a couple of weeks ago, but he's been playing much better recently and he's reaping some of those rewards here in Texas. He's always been a beautiful swinger of the golf club, drives it great. Um, he and Louie there had a shot down in the bayou, lost in the playoff against Cam Smith and Mark Leishman in New Orleans. But he's always been a ball striker. And um, here of late, the wedge game had sort of gotten off gone off a little bit. I spoke to him some and I had dinner with his caddy, Chark Vanderwalt, who's a former PGA Tour player, in fact. 
and uh, Chart told me they've been working hard on the wedge game. And he went to an arm lock style putter this week, which they seem pretty hot on right now. And Charles the winner. I mean, he's won a lot around the globe. He's obviously a major champion. Um, I don't think he's going to capitulate. The way he's playing right now, uh, I think he's primed to sort of sneak one a little bit, you know, if he can rattle some of those putts home Sunday. This would not be a first cut podcast if we did not discuss Jordan Spieth, a Saturday <laughs> 66, and he did it again, Mark. He makes eagle mm-hmm. on 18. I thought that the wheels, you know, the wheels got a little bit shaky. He bogeys 15, he bogeys 16, then he steps up to 18, and again, he is uh, j- this time just off the green in two, and he's able to knock it in to get everybody standing up in those 18, uh, you know, 18 green grandstands and keeping himself in the mix going into Sunday. There's something mystifying about him. I mean, I was on the call Thursday when he made that seagoer for Eagle on the final green and everyone went bananas. And and today I had him on the call and he got off to a slowish start and then made a nice birdie on six. And that sort of kicked off a bit of a run. He had some quality shots, but putted beautifully. And then almost incomprehensibly, it's a seven iron into a bunker on the right side of 15 straight downwind. I mean, it's the kind of shot that I would expect, certainly not at Jordan Spieth. And he makes bogey there and then um, has the st- silly three putt on 16 after hitting a gorgeous six iron. And you're right. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait a sec. And then he makes a good putt from about seven feet on 17 for a pass save. And then 18, it was vintage Spieth. You know, he was in between clubs over there, vacillated back and forth. The wind was sort of swirling and blustery and just pinned this four iron in there, unlucky to go through the back of the green. But you almost sort of got the sense. It was weird because he was walking up the fairway with his lofted wedge in hand. I call it Excalibur because he's so good with the thing. And he got there, took a look at the lie, went back to the bag, put the wedge away and grabbed the putter. And I was like, mm, this is interesting uh, because the Zoysia grass, it, you can't really predict how the ball comes through there. But he hit this thing perfectly and it toppled in at the last gasp. And I got to tell you, it was, you know, for having been involved with COVID golf and no fans for the longest time, it was raucous on that 18th green when that thing went down. It certainly looks that way on television as well. A familiar name, Matt Kuchar's in that chase pack at 17 under. And there is a great stat for Kuchar this week who has played. He's played in Texas a ton. He has 18 top 10 finishes. It is the most mark of any golfer without a win in the Lone Star State since 2000. So that's just him constantly playing good golf, constantly being in contention, but yet to hoist a trophy in the state of Texas. Well, it's kind of Kucha's MO, isn't it? I mean, if you had to count up total top 10s throughout the career, I think he'd probably top that list too. But I watched him some in practice on Wednesday. And uh, the par 3 15th, um, where they were hitting seven irons and such today, uh, it was into the wind and it was cold. And he had a hybrid in there. Had, had his coach, Chris O'Connell, close by. And he had a hybrid in there to about five feet into the wind. And I was like, whoa. This guy's got a little, little something going on here. And let's not forget, he, he made a deep run in Texas in the match play a few weeks ago down in Austin. So clearly it's comfortable around here. And he's got a beard on the golf swing. And um, he, he just looks so comfortable. And he's in a place where, you know, he's not going to blow your hair back if you're watching him play. But just he stacks birdies upon birdies and he hits the ball the right distance. And, and all of a sudden he's put 66 or 65 on you. But I do feel like the way Burns is going, that's probably what it's going to take tomorrow. So uh, he'll have to bring his best stuff.
The final man in that chase group at 17 under is Alex Noren. He lost ground on Saturday. He shot a two under 70. It was an eagle on five. It was a birdie on 18. Those were his highlights. And he has just one of the most bizarre, bizarre rehearsal swings I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, Mark. And it, it seems to get more drastic and more exaggerated every time I see it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a big difference between feel and real. This is the golf teacher and me talking. And for as long as I can remember, Noren's had that rehearsal move. But, you know, he's a heck of a ball striker and has won a lot of big tournaments and went to college at Oklahoma State, so he can do wind. And, and I was sort of somewhat surprised that in the final group today, he didn't build on that a little bit more. But you never know what's going on there in that final group. If things start going awry, all of a sudden the hole starts looking a little bit smaller. But the truth of it is, he's 17 under par. So he must be playing well. So that means you get to maybe today was his bad day and he shot a couple under. So he kept himself, like we said, about Burns in the mix. And then you get busy tomorrow. So um, I, I'm still waiting for Noren to win you in the United States. Uh, he's had a shot at Torrey Pines before. And, and I think he's primed because the game over recent weeks looks like it's trending. We are going to pull up the William Hill big board and take a look at the odds. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. All right, Mark, it is Sam Burns, of course, that William Hill has pegged as the pretty significant favorite. He's plus 138, closing in on even money to win the AT&T Byron Nelson with a one-shot lead over KH Lee. It's Jordan Spieth, who is the next shortest odds. He's four and a half to one, and he's three shots back. And then you get KH Lee at five to one, and, and Schwartzel and Kucha rounding out the guys at 10 to one. As you look at this, as you feel what you're seeing out there on the golf course, uh, over the week, how do you think this one plays out on Sunday? Well, you've got to forgive me because I'm not a leaderboard watcher and I was out there with speed. So I don't even know what Burns' total score is. So tell me that and then I'll give you my answer. <laughs> he, he's at 20 under, so he's three clear of Burns. <laughs> or a three clear of speed, excuse me. Uh, yeah, well, he's three clear. He's, he's learned how to win. Um, what he did at the Valspar on a difficult golf course, that uh, was very impressive, shooting two under 69 in the final day in difficult conditions. And, and I think he's now learned. And now, more than anything else, he also believes because he's proved to himself he can uh, slip the, 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 the thread through the needle and, and, and finish the job. So I would expect Burns to close this one out. And just with his power, you know, he's, he's going to get 
really handsome looks at birdies on the fives. And then he's long enough to get a few short irons in here. So uh, I, I figure he goes out there and puts five under on the board, gets to 24 or 25, and that should be enough. That should be enough. I'd like to see that Spieth and Burns heavyweight battle all over the course of Sunday, but you're going to have to go out and earn it one way or another, and we will be here after round four to break it all down. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.